I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. You know, let's take a headlight of a car. The headlight shines on the road in front. The headlight does not shine on the wire which connects it with its own battery. So in a way, the headlight is unaware of how it shines. And in the same way, we are unaware of the sources of our consciousness. We don't know how we know. There was a young man who said, though, it seems that I know that I know. What I would like to see is the eye that knows me when I know that I know that I know. Welcome back to Lime Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander, and in today's fantabulous episode, I got to chat with uh, Steve Maxwell for the second time. He is an absolute legend in the world of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, in the world of physical education, movement practice, things of that nature. Um, He's got a pretty robust history. I'm looking him up on Wikipedia right now, actually. He was the first instructor certified to teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Gracie-style Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I guess it's the same thing. In the United States, he is the first American to earn a black belt through Helsing Gracie. He is one of the top 100 trainers in men's drill. All sorts of great stuff. Really, really important figure in this world of movement. And uh, really grateful to have him on. In this conversation, we got into all sorts of things in relation to his travels. He has been living out of, essentially out of a backpack for the last while and uh, travels all around the world teaching workshops. And uh, he's just a pretty impressive, impressive fella if you get to see him. Look him up on the interwebs. I'm sure you guys have already seen him before. Um, Get into moving smarter with age instead of working harder. Get into minimum effective dose of our programming for our movement practices. Uh, Get into kind of this, I, I like this concept of treating our body or ourselves kind of like a, an animal how would how you would treat your animal you want to walk your dog twice a day you want to feed him organic food you want to make sure he's getting enough light you want to treat your body like you would your best friend or your animal or something that you really value and care about you you get better at certain skill sets you know uh i have less strength and less muscle mass but i've become extremely skillful at using what I have in a much more efficient manner. Thank you so much for tuning to the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, there are hundreds of videos on self-care and functional movement. There is the uh, foam roller self-care kit, hollow foam roller, screw-on lids, a couple different size modifiers release balls, elastic band, door anchor, all that stuff comes inside. Gives you everything you need inside one package to keep your tissue moving silky smooth the way it's supposed to. Um, thank you so much for utilizing the Amazon portal on the website. That is fabulous. Um, people are really seriously using it. Um, people, somebody's got a bunch of like, oh, is it like uh, SWAT gear equipment, which is really cool. Somebody got this, this rad $200 Spider-Man leather costume thing that looked awesome. <laughs> and I've just, I've really enjoyed getting to see what people are purchasing because it gives me a sense of who the heck is listening. And I gotta say, from what people are purchasing, um, everybody seems pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, what else do we got? Thanks so much for your comments on iTunes, reviews. That's greatly appreciated and helpful. One more thing, I am uh, contemplating a move down to LA, Santa Monica, or Malibu, or one of those territories on the beach for this uh, these winter months. And so if anybody has any wonderful information on beautiful places to stay out there or anything like that, um, yeah, I am contemplating that. And I'd love any kind of feedback information. So, all right, here we go. Back to the show, Mr. Stephen Maxwell. Align Podcast. You know, I suffered from a lack of limitation mindset, and I started reading uh, mental science. I read one of the guys that I really liked was John Randolph Price. He wrote this very, very good 
a little booklet on the 40-day prosperity program hmm. where you just spend 40 days and you just basically uh, do a uh, – th there's like a little affirmation you read each, each day. And you basically concentrate on this affirmation like a little meditation. And you, you basically change your belief systems regarding money and wealth. And that immediately just started to change my consciousness. It's all, it's all based on that universal law of attraction. There's a limitless universe, and you can tap into that limitless universe. And the only limitation is your own mind yeah. and so forth. And then it was, it was working out okay, but I still wasn't doing as well as I could. I realized that I wasn't expressing enough gratitude in my life. Mm -hmm. That was a little missing ingredient. Uh, I was dwelling too much on what I didn't have or dwelling on lack. So I started being grateful and expressing gratitude every single day for the things that I did have, the things that were going well. And by concentrating my mind on, on, on the things that are going well and the things that I like, and so forth, instead of worrying about the things I don't have or thinking about the things, I was able to tap into that universal law of attraction and, you know, do, do, do much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, so one of the things, so even in my last trip, I, uh, I didn't need to be really cheap. Like I, like I had, I had the funds to not, but there, there is this, it's the unwinding of the scarcity mentality that I'm curious about. And there's a similar concept with unwinding your physical limitations. You know, it's like we believe that we can only be as big as the shell that we're in, but it's, it's the practice of get of expanding that. Do you know? Yeah. Have you tinkered with that? Of like, I mean, I guess it's just a practice, like you're saying, like daily affirmations or what's, what do you think? Well, uh, it, you know, I, I follow this, uh, this, this, uh, philosophy called mental science where thoughts are believed to be things and you know what what the prevalent thought is is what you will attract so your your reality your life is basically the sum total of all your positive and negative thoughts so uh i uh i wanted to retract something though real real quick yeah. i don't always fly first class a lot of times i'll fly business class and occasionally I'll fly uh, cattle car. I mean, I'm not just a spendthrift, just to spend money. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, I am, I am somewhat frugal in that I don't believe in waste or wastefulness. Yeah. And uh, uh, occasionally I'll stay in uh, three or four star hotels. It's not always five star, but I have managed to be able through the universal law of attraction to stay in much, much better places. I used to always go for the cheap and so forth, but that mindset was actually holding me back. So I, I, I just wanted to explain that, that, you know, I, it's not all, all the time, you know, right. I, I, I don't believe in just being wasteful or being a spendthrift, you know, you got to respect the money as a resource and you don't want to waste your resource, even though I do believe in an infinite universe uh, and an infinite monetary supply. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't go and just waste, you know, like <laughs> waste money just for the sake of, uh, or spend money just for the sake of spending. Right. Well, it's a, it's an energetic resource, just like the rest of it. And so it's, it's, it's analogous to your thoughts, you know, and that's something yes, I think exactly. it's, it's really easy to say like, well, you want to focus on positivity and then you'll attract positive, but actually doing it is where it gets to be kind of challenging you know so oh well yeah i mean i i still get scared sometimes right. you know? e even though i've been following this i mean fear and doubt are your biggest your biggest problems and you know I, I i still get scared uh sometimes you know i'll have fear and a lot of these fear thoughts a lot of the thoughts that go through your mind aren't even your own thoughts they come yeah. from the collective right. you know right. every thought that goes through your head is not necessarily uh, emanate from yourself I know that sounds crazy, no. but it's true, man. You know, other people's thoughts and energies can affect you. You've, we've all had the experience of being in a room and somebody comes in the room and the whole mood of the room drops. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like like a dark cloud just came into the room yeah. and everyone's energy and the mood drops 
because this person comes in maybe angry or dour or down or just like this really negative kind of energy and you start thinking negative thoughts, you know. So those thoughts don't emanate for yourself. But then we've also had the experience of being in a room where someone will come in and it just lights up the whole room. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, people are just feeling jovial and happy because, you know, the person's energy is really, really good. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of these unseen things. You know, uh, modern science certainly doesn't have all the answers for a lot of these things, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's not going to be any you know, double blind research anytime soon and all of this stuff. But the ancients, they knew about this stuff for thousands of years. Yeah. And, you know, it's been, it's been, it's, it's not like nothing new. A lot of the great spiritual teachers of the past were, were talking about this type of stuff. So um, I, I read up. It's, it certainly has, you know, been life changing for me. Uh, I would recommend anyone of your listeners that want to get started, uh, Read that book, As a Man Thinketh, As a Man Thinketh. That's a really, really good one. In fact, let me see who the author of that is. Uh, here we go. Uh, the original writer was James Allen. It's a free PDF uh, online. Nice. James Allen. Well, so as you're saying that, I mean, that's like uh, crucially important at a more tangible, like, you know, here in, in Oregon or UK level in every conversation, you know, if you're able to bring uplifting energy, you know, or attitude or what have you to every conversation, every interaction, you're probably going to be successful, you know, but it's when people start, we're, we're perpetuating these kind of broken, dysfunctional, sad, sappy, uh, you know, patterns. And then of course, in every interaction, people end up kind of reflecting that back at us. It's like how we started this podcast. Well, it's, it's like back in my early days, I, I began doing personal training back in the 1970s. Uh, I was working as a school teacher at the time, teaching health and physical education, coaching wrestling. You know, I, I knew about positive thinking as a young wrestler through high school. You know, if, if you don't think you can win the match, you know, you're going to get your ass kicked when you step out there in the mat. You know, yeah. you know, wrestling is one of those individual sports where you have to have a lot of confidence. So, uh, I, I knew at least about that. You had to have confidence. You you know you had to go out there and 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 really bring it. But uh, I quickly realized that in training, for example, it wasn't the most knowledgeable guy that, or even the guy with the best physique that made the best trainers. You know, you'd see the guys with the six pack abs and the big arms, and you know, a lot of times they weren't all that successful. It was the people that had the most enthusiasm. Yeah. Sometimes you would get people that weren't even knowledgeable and were not particularly good looking and still were incredibly successful. Yeah. And I used to think like, wow, man, what is it about them? It's, it was the, the, the enthusiasm. You know, enthusiasm is contagious. And I think that's the number one thing, your personality, uh, especially in, 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 the, in the training business. But, you know, you can say the same thing about coaching and, and all those things. And listen, you can even be a little grouchy or even a little rough or a little gruff, but you still got to have that, that, that enthusiasm. So, yeah. And, that's, and that, that, that's all part of that positive mindset. We're talking about that positive energy. Yeah, that's what we see with like the nocebo effect when you go see a doctor and they tell you you only have, you know, 60 days to live. You know, it's like you're going in and you're reflecting that attitude of, oh, shit, you know, this is, this is, I'm in a bad place, you know, but if yeah. you go see somebody, see, you know, a coach or see a therapist or see a doctor, whatever it is, so much of that is like a shamanistic experience. So we just don't see it that way anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's been shown over and over again that placebos have a tremendously powerful effect. Uh, in some cases, they're just just as effective as, as, as drugs and, 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 and medication or more or more. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm pretty much anti big pharma. You know, I don't take any medicines or drugs. I haven't seen a doctor in about 35 years. Right. Uh, and I never get sick. You know, I occasionally I'll get like a little head cold or something. So you just fast for a few days and, uh, right. you know, even, even just a one day fast sometimes will bring your body right back and you, you, you'll, you'll, You'll just feel just fine. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to Tom Tom Myers just a few days ago about um, 
kind of like dark spots that we might have in our body or forgetting our body, you know, and, and the act of self-remembrance, that is the path to hell. If you're, if you're really occupying all the nooks and crannies of your body, it's really hard for shit to grow there that you don't want to, you know, but it's like, but it's the process, the journey of really getting in and saying like, how do I get my head into that place? You know, we're so stuck in our, you know, prefrontal cortex, you know, we like, is there any practices that you do to, 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 to occupy yourself? Uh, well, I think of the body uh, as the animal part of me and, you know, my higher self, my consciousness, as you call it the soul, you know. Sure. And I, I, th I liken the, the, my body to the horse, you know, and my soul is the rider, something Plato said, actually. Mm. Uh, and, you know, you got to take care of the animal. you got to take oh, care yeah. of that animal body. You know, you don't want to, you know, uh, ride, you know, ride your horse to death and uh, and and whip it too hard and and you know, you got to you got to feed it well, you got to nourish it, you got to exercise it, but not over exercise it or push it too hard. But at the same time, you know, it has to be push it just enough, and you have to be good to the animal part of you. Yeah. You know, that's all part. You know, there there is there are certain physical laws in this planet. I mean, I, I believe greatly in the power of the mind to overcome. But there's still certain physical laws that we're all bound to. I mean, you know, we've all heard of people walking across hot coals, and we've, you know, uh, we've heard about, you know, people doing seeing miracles. You know, uh, sometimes there's scientific explanations, sometimes there isn't. We all heard the stories of Christ healing the blind and and uh, you know making lepers' scales fall off, and uh, you know, supposedly uh, walked in water. Uh, ascended into heaven, you know. The, these are all biblical stories about the great healer. There's other been other yogi adepts, and uh, apparently the Buddha was able to do, you know, similar type of stuff. So we know that some people seem to be able to transcend the the, the laws of physics, but you know, it doesn't matter how much I believe that I can fly. If I step off the seventh floor that I'm on right now. I'm probably going to get splat, you know. So it's, it's something greater than just belief. You know, people on drugs sometimes believe that they can fly, but you know that usually has a pretty bad ending. Yeah. So you you know we, we are bound by certain physical laws, and these physical laws do uh, have to do with our body. So we we got to take care of it. We got to obey those physical laws and and take care of this animal body. We don't want to pass from this world too soon. I do believe in uh, reincarnation, and you know it, it's really funny, you know, because the uh, you know the Asians, the Buddhists, they're they're all hoping that reincarnation isn't real, so they can get off the cycle, and, you know. And people in the Western world, the Christians, we're all you know, it's it's kind of soothing to us. We're hoping, oh yeah, I hope it really is real, because you know when I die, what's going to happen? You know, it's, it's pretty funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So your experience with with um, other cultures and religious practices and like kind of getting to dip into the pots of the various dogmas around the world. Is there one that's kind of resonated with you the most or is something or is it kind of just all mix mash? It's a mix mash. You know, I'm, I'm pretty eclectic. You know, I, uh, I I'm not religious. You know, I'm pretty, pretty spiritual. Uh, the mind science really opened up my eye, you know, the science of mind. Um, <laughs> So uh, it's not just Christian science. There's other, there's other people that use uh, mental science as well. That uh, there's 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 a lot of it's 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 pretty profound. One guy that really influenced me a lot was this guy Yogananda. I read uh, yeah. uh, uh, some of his books. One that was pretty profound was uh, called The Second Coming of Christ. It was uh, it was a book on Christianity written by a yogi. That was pretty far out. Hmm. Very, very, very interesting uh, look at Christianity from a yogic point of view. Yeah. So you are you still living out of a forty-five liter backpack? I am. Yes. Yeah. So the 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 progress that pro will probably continue for a while. That, I, I don't see. You that's know, great. I was trying to think like, what are some things I would like to do in the you know at, at some point if I want to slow down a bit. Um, one idea is, you know, they have these things called residential cruise ships. You know, I like cruises. Mm. I've always, uh, I've had good experiences on cruises. Uh, I did a couple of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu cruises. I took four of them, as a matter of fact, where we taught 
jujitsu on the sun deck. You know, we, we brought mats on board and we just roll these mats up and teach jujitsu in the morning and another class in the afternoon. It was the brainchild of uh, Horty and Gracie. And uh, I went on two uh, Pacific cruises down to the coast of Mexico and then later two Caribbean cruises out of Miami. Yeah. And uh, wow, it was so f- far out. I loved it. And then I've taken some cruise, cruises in Europe. Uh, one, I took a cruise from Stockholm to uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. That was pretty far out. And I took a cruise up the coast of Norway. So I like cruise ships. And I was thinking, um, the, the cruise lines found out that there are people that go from cruise to cruise to cruise. And uh, they created these residential ships where you buy like a condominium, like you buy a cabin. Mm. Sort of like, a, yeah, like you own a condo on a ship. And they just perpetually sail around the world. So I'm thinking that in the future, I think I may just get one of these little cabins and uh, just cruise around the world indefinitely. And then if you get tired of it or you want to stop or stay somewhere, you know, so you stay. And then you can always fly, take a flight and catch up to the ship in the next port somewhere around the world. You must be pretty pretty you know masterful or talented at, at finding there's in joseph campbell art art of reflections art of, i believe how it's called i forget how it's called I, but joseph campbell book i'll remember the name in a bit one of the things he says when i was in india i saw a man that was able to create a sacred space just by drawing a circle around him in the dirt you know and when he was inside of that circle it was like okay i'm in my space i'm not always just in the flow of everything sometimes we need to have that place to kind of come and find our center is that something that you have struggled with at all, or is that does that make sense? I uh, I, I use this uh, this technique called the uh, uh, white light ritual, where I will breathe in white light, breathe out dark smoke or soot. You ever see that movie, The Green Mile? Yeah, yeah, really good. Okay, remember, remember the healer? Yes. He, he he would take on the ills and the pain and the the disease of the people he's healing and breathe it out through his mouth. Well, I image breathing out any kind of negativity out of my body as I breathe in pure, pure white energy and light. And I'll surround myself with this light. And it's a daily ritual I'll do. It's just a health thing. And I'll breathe light into every cell of my body, into my fingertips, into my toes. If I have any area that's bugging me or bothering me or in pain or stress, I'll breathe directly into that area. Sometimes I actually image a little mouth and nose right on the, the uh, area. And I'll, I'll use that technique for getting rid of t- excess tension or, or any stored up uh, muscular energy. Mm. Um, sometimes I couple this stuff with, uh, you know, mobility drills. Uh, I use a lot of uh, gyrokinetic exercise. It's, it's basically like shaking and shivering tension out of the body. I, ha- I, I had one teacher refer to it as intuitive qigong. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of this kind of stuff in a kind of a, 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 a sacred space. Uh, I also have a, uh, a another protective ritual sometimes where I will literally surround myself with uh, a blue bubble, like a brilliant blue light. And then bathing me will be a white light on top of that from from a, like a like a, a star just a, above my head, about 12 inches and. You know, these, these type of things are very soothing, very calming. Um, you can feel this energy that you generate in your mind kind of surrounding your body. It can be good in times of stress and so forth. Uh, help shut out any kind of negative uh, energy from, from other people. Mm. Yeah. Reflections in the Art of Living is that Joe Campbell book, by the way. It's not Art of Reflections. But so as you're, as you're speaking, this is all relates back to, you know, tapping into our hypnotic ability, you know, and being able to activate our self-healing mechanisms, which that's something that's kind of like poo-pooed in our Western culture. Well, I'm sure. The doctors can't make any damn money off of it. Right. They can't, they, <laughs> and they can't prove it works. Right. You know, it, 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 by the way, it's been a bad week for big pharma. Uh, and so forth. You know, uh, the buyer company is trying to buy Monsanto Foods. You know, you know, Bear. You know, the company that invented Bear aspirin. Uh, no. Okay, it's a huge German pharmaceutical company. It's huge. B A Y E R. But I believe it's pronounced as buyer as a, as opposed to way we say bear. Yeah. Anyway, they're trying to buy Monsanto Foods. You know, they're they they're the ones that make all the chemical fertilizers. Uh, 
all these hybrid seeds. They're into the uh, GMOs, you know, all these uh, hybrid crops, pesticides, herbicides, you know, basically big agra. And they're all tied in with big pharma. And, you know, there's like one less than one percent of the, the world's population controls the food for the other 99 percent of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just found it kind of interesting. Yeah. But uh, it just came out that uh, the uh, sugar industry, his research, you know, uh, about sugar causing heart attacks yeah. or being a source of heart attack. And they tried to pin the the label on fats, which was complete bullshit, you know. So those people, they're all into the science, you know. Today's science will be tomorrow's myth, or it'll just be shown that someone, you know, basically misused science in an effort just to make money or to, you know, uh, got paid off by somebody. Of I mean, that, that's why... I mean, I'm not anti-science, but man, I'll tell you, I, I'm not a scientist, so I can't read scientific research. I don't know whether it's good or bad or whatever, <laughs> but it's it's so often you'll find out that this stuff was just a bunch of lies. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about the you know these greed and and, and 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 people making money and so forth. So you have to take uh, responsibility for your own health. You cannot rely on the doctors. You cannot rely on Western medicine. It's all about either giving you some type of harmful drugs, you know, because the pharmaceutical companies own the doctors, or it's about performing some kind of surgery. So they can only drug or cut you. That's it. There's nothing else that can be done. A doctor is basically useless for everything else. They can't even cure the common cold. But I know from experience and through hundreds and hundreds of my clients that simple fasting, just abstaining for food for a few days, has an absolute marvelous wonders effect on your immune system yeah. and helping the body heal itself yeah i didn't realize that monsanto could be bought i thought like they were the antichrist and i didn't realize that well they are but there's an even it's apparently there's an even bigger antichrist oh wow i, I think i think i could be misquoting but i think it was like 66 billion billion dollar buyout Jesus. that's the kind of money we're talking about that's a lot of power man yeah totally. you know yeah. and people are fussing about this election and all this stuff I guarantee it doesn't matter who, who gets in there. Your lifestyle is going to change one damn bit. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors. It's those big corporations that are pulling all the strings. God knows who they own. Right. Yeah. I, 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 so I, you, you can't even worry about shit like that. You know, you got to just, just realize that you just got to take care of yourself and your own individuality. Yeah. Yeah. Something I, I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this because I don't know how much time you're spending in the States, but... I don't see. Not much. But... I don't. I don't see hardly any stickers for Trump or Clinton. Like I just know the other, the other day I saw one for Trump. I was like, "What the freak? Like really?" And, uh, but I was like, "There's no one gives a shit." You know, it's like there was like well, we don't really have any options. Not really. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's it's. But it doesn't really matter. See, in the long run, it really doesn't. All you can do is be responsible for yourself, and all you can do is is be the best person you can be, and you know. Rather than going out and trying to save the world or save the babies or save all the the sick and the dying, you got to take care of yourself and be a good example and clean up your own backyard. Yeah. And by elevating your own personal consciousness, yeah. right, the group consciousness of any country, any nation, city, town, also will elevate, and that will inspire, you know, higher things happening. Yeah. The fact that lower things are happening indicates that the 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 collective consciousness of the United States is at a low point. The only way that that can be improved is by each individual taking responsibility for themselves and you know becoming a, a, a better person, a person of higher consciousness. And in doing so, the collective will raise and then a, a good leader will be will be attracted. But, you know, you can't attract good leader if, you know, the the primary collective consciousness is in a low state. Yeah. That's that's my take on it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all reflecting each other, you know, so when you see people, whatever, throwing pollution into the rivers or throwing pollution into their own body, you know, it's like it's like, oh, OK, so what we're seeing happening at an individual individual level, you can absolutely abstract that out into everything else. But again, this, these these concepts sometimes for people are a little bit like oh it's a bit too meta you know i want to just back to bayer you know <laughs> um 
Do you deal with loneliness while you're traveling at all? Is that something? Yeah, that... yeah. Uh, my path is a lonely path. Yeah, man. You know, I'm 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 pretty much uh, have pretty much withdrawn from as much society as I can. You know, if I see a big crowd going one way, I try to turn around and go the other way. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, for the most part, the consciousness of most people is pretty low, and I don't mean to sound you know like like I'm down. But it's just simply true, you know. Just look at what's going on, mm-hmm. and so I, I try to go the the less traveled path, right. and it could be a lonely path, yeah. you know. This 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 kind of uh, walk I'm on, and uh, but you know you're never alone, you know. There's there's all there's there's always a power greater than you that's always with you every inch of the way, and uh, so it, it's just a fleeting thing. It's usually some form of uh, the lower self that's, that's trying to get in there and make me feel lonely or afraid. And I recognize these things when it happens, and then I'll just dismiss the and discard these, these type of ideas and, mm. and feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like sounds like the, the path of the bodhisattva. You know, it's like you reach enlightenment, not saying that anybody's reached enlightenment, whatever, but, and then you come back to the world to, to help the world or you kind of move on to the next level, whatever it is. But it's kind of a, I think a, it seems like that's kind of a place that you have found of sorts. I don't like the word enlightenment so much, but recognizing enlightenment is just simply means that you're aware and that you're awake. It's like being in a room and it's completely dark and you don't know where you are and you're fumbling and floundering around and you know, you're buying all this material stuff and you're all caught up in, some meaningless job that's not going to mean anything at the end of your life and you know buying houses and cars and and worrying about all this material stuff that won't mean anything at the end of your life you know and people get really confused it's like stumbling in the complete dark and then all of a sudden you know even a little match in a cavern will still light the way and dark recedes before light and then you can kind of see what's going on around you and become aware and that's all enlightenment is you know yeah and i kind of look at life as just everyone just being in this big old dark room you know and you know there's some people that just want to get out of that dark room and just escape you know and just get out and then there's some people in the dark room that you know they they become aware that there is an escape that there's a door and not only do they want to leave but they want to help other people get out of there too i i, I put myself in that that last category you know yeah. and I, I i'm in a position to help uh, help people do that you know because i've i've been around I, I i see things i i travel literally all over the globe and the planet i get a chance to see the big picture yeah, man. yeah you I've can't been trade that yeah I, I've been through a lot of lot of lot of personal things myself, and you know, usually with age comes wisdom. Not always, but usually you start getting a little smarter, a little wiser. Start learning uh, some some life lessons. Yeah. I've made tons and tons and tons of mistakes, but you know, I've been able to see. Okay, this is what went wrong. This is uh, yeah, this was wrong thinking. Uh, this produced wrong action here. You know, what are some things that I can correct? But I wouldn't want to change anything, you know. I wouldn't want to go back and change one thing. Yeah. So there's kind of I work with a lot of folks of of, of all ages, but um, a lot of older folks as well because their bodies start to hurt, and there I feel like there's kind of like this collective belief that as you get older, body starts to fall apart, you know, mind gets more dull, and I think that exacerbates or perpetuates that physically taking place in our bodies. I wonder for you, like, what's gotten better as you've gotten, as you've aged? Well, you you get better at certain skill sets, you know. Uh, I have less strength and less muscle mass, but I've become extremely skillful at using what I have in a much more efficient manner. Right. So I can still produce tremendous amount of strength when I need to. Despite the fact that you know I'm a littler version of my younger self, <laughs> you know, uh, other things, your your as you get older, your pain tolerance and your pain threshold improves a bit. Mm. And I've been working a lot on my breath, breath work. I believe that I'm uh, breathing more efficiently than ever, mm. and my tolerance, uh, CO2 tolerance, has improved. Mm. So 
my base endurance level is really, really good. And even though you lose maximum performance levels and strength, you can hold you as you get older, you're able to access a higher percentage of that maximum. So it kind of makes up for the fact that you are losing, you know, your maximum strength levels. You're able to operate for longer times at a higher percentage of that maximum. So it's kind of like nature's way of protecting you. But of course, for people that have never been in shape, you know, I, I, at one point I was, I guess you consider myself sort of on, on the edge of being an elite athlete. Um, you know, certainly I was high up there. Uh, so I was pretty much in tune with exactly what was going on with my body and, and so forth. For those that never did, that were always somewhat sedentary or whatever, uh, you know, it's a little bit harder for them to, to, to you know, uh, be able to pinpoint exactly what's going on sometimes. But I'm, I mean, I can feel, I can, I can feel everything. So. Cool. Yeah. What about ejaculation? <laughs> well, I've been going through this really interesting thing, you know, because uh, there's a lot of people, uh, spirituality-wise, yeah. that believe that sexuality over time should be eventually discarded, you know, that you don't want to be trapped in the animal body for forever, and that a lot of people become trapped in the pleasure senses, almost like an addiction. It's the same thing that happens, you know, that causes people to overeat, uh, overdrink, oversleep. They become addicted to these pleasure senses. And um, I think it's really important to be responsible with your sexuality. Yeah. I think that, you know, almost every major philosophy and religion uh, was always pretty much against spilling your seed, like masturbation and so forth. Uh, I believe that it is harmful. I do believe it's harmful to the mind over time. Mm. Um, I, I think, I think you know, all, all the uh, yogis and uh, the Buddhists were pretty much against that. Now, the Chinese Buddhism... Uh, they would allow people to marry and so forth. Uh, you know, the Christian church, the Catholics, you know, they it didn't work out so well. You saw what happened with the priests and so forth. They, they start going crazy. Mm. Uh, the Orthodox uh, Christianity, of course, would allow marriage and so forth. But, but I think that, you, you know, you waste a lot of your etheric energy uh, by spying. By, there was a point in my life where I think I might have been almost – like a sex addict yeah. and that I was addicted to the sensation of having sex and ejaculation. And, um, uh, I, I, it was really harmful. You know, yeah. I, I just, you know, I was running around with a lot of different women and, uh, so forth. And, you know, I, I was very demanding to my partners and so forth. And it didn't, it certainly didn't bring any happiness and it certainly didn't bring any well being. And it, it is somewhat exhausting. It is depleting. It really, really is. Yeah. So, I, I I think that you have to be responsible. I, I have a I had a yogi teacher, uh, Chandra Ramite, who who suggested, according to the uh, the text, that for householders, he pretty much just limit sex to like the weekends, like Saturday and Sunday, hmm. or maybe even even once a week, and just not be just so driven by this sexuality all the time, this animal drive. Right. It definitely. You know, keep your mind in, in, in the lower realms of consciousness. Yeah. Just like people that are thinking about money all the time. It's yeah. about the same damn thing. Yeah. Or materialism all the time. It, you know, you, your mind should be focused at some point in your life. You know, when you're young, that's the, <laughs> the time to sow the wild oats, is it? <laughs> but as you get older, you know, you need to start thinking about your demise. you got to start thinking about your own death. Mm. That's a really uncomfortable uh topic in western society right. death and dying no one wants to talk about it you know it, it, yeah. but it, you know it's it's like uh, the old joke about the uh the uh the christian minister you know uh he he was asked well what do you think will happen when you die he says well yeah of course i'm i'm going to go to heaven and uh right. i'm gonna i'm gonna be in paradise and everything but let's Let's not talk. Let's, not, let's, let's not talk about it because <laughs> it's, it's so depressing. <laughs> right. Right? It's like, 
what paradise <laughs> is yeah. is depressing. You know, whatever your what your belief system is, but you know, I think people need, especially you know, I'll be sixty four now in December, so I'm coming up my sixty fourth year on planet Earth, and you got to start thinking. You know, you you know, there is. Uh, well, I like to say there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> it's like we're all in the tunnel. Yeah. And there's light at the end, but no, I mean you can you can see the end. It's, it's going to happen, and you got to get comfortable with that. And so much of society is driven by the fear of death. I'm convinced it's why you know the you know uh, the baby boomers you know are so into the exercise things. They're trying to prevent their own own demise. Right. Now I'm not saying that I want to go out anytime soon. You know, I would like to. I mean, I believe we're all sent to this planet for a reason. We are all put here to pay off whatever past karmic debts we had and, you know, to move on. Hopefully, maybe get off the merry-go-round. But, you know, so I would like to learn whatever life lessons I was sent here to learn. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. But, you know, I I feel there's more to be done before I do leave. But... I've pretty much gotten really comfortable with the idea of, 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 of dying. I mean, think of it this way, you know, uh, people die and then people are born. You know, a soul comes into the world, a soul leaves the world. Why, why not think of dying as like birth? I mean, it's perfectly natural. It, it, it's, the same, it's the same thing, you know. So, but people don't. But I've often thought like, well, you know, people that do purport to believe in heaven or a paradise or, or like, you know, some some type of uh, some other type of belief system, they sh- they should have a party when when someone dies. You know, it should be a big party. Yeah. The Irish came close to that, you know, with their wakes and they'd all sit around and drink and celebrate the guy's life. You know, right. that's about as close to it as uh, as, as as people have come. Yeah. But uh, I think people definitely need to think about that and get really comfortable with it. Realize. You know, no one gets out of here alive. Right, totally. Yeah, I've heard alcohol has been used throughout various cultures as a means of uh, becoming comfortable with your own mortality. That's just something I heard recently. But uh, do, you, do, you, do you know anything about that? Or is that my... I don't drink myself. But I was just always thinking of the Irish wakes where everyone's standing around with the, with the whiskey, you know. and Yeah. You know, it, that's it's like a little celebration of the person's life. That yeah. that's what it should be. Man. Yeah, totally. So, um, coitus reservatus, <laughs> fancy word for yeah. for holding holding ejaculation in, having sex still, but not actually ejaculating. Is that something that you've tinkered with at all? I I have not. Okay. Uh, I have read the Five Rites of Tibetan Yoga. Uh, the by Peter Kelder, uh, and they talked a lot about uh, preserving your etheric energy uh, through re- retention of the semen mm-hmm. and not ejaculating and getting to a point of, of, of higher consciousness where you don't have those earthly desires for, for sex. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they, the, the, in the original text of the, the uh, five rites of Tibetan yoga, he, he talks about uh, preservation uh, of of the body and that it has a youthifying effect when when you no longer uh, ejaculate. So, yeah. But yeah, I've never tried the tantric sex. I've never uh, experienced orgasm without ejaculation or any of those type of things. But you know, uh, for me, I'm just not so preoccupied with sex anymore. I just you know that comes with age of course and it has nothing necessarily to do with uh, even testosterone levels or hgh you know i mean i still do intense exercise at various times uh high intensity type training like i i, I did a series of sprints yesterday for a matter of fact i can feel it you know and one way you can tell if your hormonal levels are pretty good is you will wake up with erections at night and, you know, when you don't have any erections, you can pretty much be sure that your T levels are down. And uh, I can still say I'm pitching the tent every night. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you know, you know, so 
Yeah. I wonder was so when you you'd said you used to be consider yourself to be addicted to to sex. I, I my sense is that in this culture where we're constantly insulating ourselves from I think, you know, feeling ourselves. You know, we're always in air conditioned room, we're always in heated room, we're always in, you know, it, it, we're always in this state of kind of like we're we're, we're seeking comfort. You know, and I think that something that with something like sex or eating, it's like this you just you want to feel sensation in general. Did that? Well, yeah, it's a pleasure senses, but it's also an escape for a lot of people. Escape from reality, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, sex is kind of comforting for a while, but it's so fleeting. It only lasts for seconds, really. Right. And you know, then you're just on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, there's all this huge buildup of tension, and then there's a release, and then it sometimes for some people can almost be disappointing. You know. It was almost like the anticipation was way greater than the uh, the act itself or the uh, culmination of the whole thing, and then you wonder like what the what what was I so hopped up about you know, and um, I mean when I, when I say I, I I may have been addicted to sex I mean it's not like I was a sex addict where I was going out and doing dangerous things or having promiscuous sex or unprotected sex or running out in the street. No, no, I'm just saying that I just felt like I needed to have it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have it. And, you know, like I said, I, I sometimes put undue pressure on my partners at that time. Maybe they weren't in the mood, but I would be insistent, you know, because I needed to get my, my, my needs met. I had this belief system that it was kind of like, uh, kind of showing like I was, um, not aging, you know, that I had right. that, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it was, uh, but you, you get, you start to put it in perspective after a while. It just doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it yeah. it doesn't, it, it means, you know, uh, when, when people get all hung up in something like an incident or whatever, they got to think like, well, five years from now, am I even going to be worried or thinking about this? You know, how about 15 years or 20 years? You know, this is going to seem so insignificant and be so silly. It's just a little question I'll ask myself, you know, to kind of put things in perspective. In fact, usually it's not even, a you know, five years. A lot of times even just five weeks, the whole thing will be forgotten. Whatever it is that's upsetting you or whatever's, you know, uh, you know, get, getting getting your goat, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you have some type of my, my my curiosity with that is I feel like we have so much. Uh, are you still out there? Your video kind of got. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pull a. I have a battery pack. The video camera really eats up these iPhone batteries. Yeah. So I always travel with uh, with a little video pack. Cool. I recommend. See this? Yeah. Free advertising. Well, yeah. No, but, but, uh, but show, me, show me that. I'm really curious. Yeah, it's the uh, mof, mof, Mofile. Cool. Mofile. Anyway, save my, ba save my bacon many times. Ironic it's called the Muff as we're talking I, about this. No, no, no. Mofile. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, I uh, let me just make sure that it's uh, charging here. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, uh, I use my Google Maps quite a bit, as you can imagine, because sure. I'm in different cities all the time. Yeah. It can be really uh, scary sometimes to be in some place where, A, you can't even read the freaking signs because it's in a, you know, like a foreign language, like, yeah. you know, Cyrillic alphabet or in Chinese characters or Japanese characters or, you know, whatever. So you can't read. And you have no clue where you are, and your freaking phone starts dying, man. Right. So I got this this little battery pack. I can charge a laptop, an iPad, and two iPhones off of one charge off of this one single battery. It's I had, pretty. I had trouble it's finding one. It's so small too. It, it fits right in my my little carry on. So cool. Yeah, I had trouble finding one that would charge a a, a laptop. And there's there's a million out there that charge you know up to like iPad, but but that one does laptops. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What? Uh, it it, it claims. Now I've never done it. Yeah. So, but the claim is it could charge a laptop, iPad, and two iPhones in one charge. Son of a gun. Or you could probably get four complete chargings out of your iPhone before you need to recharge the actual battery itself. Cool. So I always travel with 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 that. Yeah. The, the, uh, anytime out in the street, you know. 
the, the thing I was curious about in relation to the, you know, whatever, sex addiction or, or, or what have you, whether you want to call it that or not, doesn't matter. But, but the, it's, it's, I feel like we have a certain space for some kind of vice to manifest as some kind of like insecurity or what have you in ourselves. And so sometimes it's like, great, you know, don't drink alcohol anymore, but now I chronically smoke cigarettes. Or I agree, I'm not sex, but now, was, did you notice something like that with you? Or? Just substitute one vice for another, in other words. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's not uncommon. You see a lot of ex-addicts, for example, drug addicts uh, or alcoholics, they'll completely become sugar addicts. Right. They'll just start eating candy and ice cream and, and sweets, like, like not especially especially former drug addicts. I used to see that all the time. Alcoholics too, you know, they just substitute one thing for another, or you know, it's it's a very common uh, thing for uh, people that used to smoke. They give up calf, uh, give up nicotine uh, to just get really fat because they start getting uh, their oral fixation met through eating. You know, and so now they start to overeat. Part of that is, of course, the fact that the nicotine was jacking up their metabolism. You know, and now their metabolism slows down a little bit. But a lot, but a lot of times you'll see people just sub one thing for another. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Did you did you experience that, or was it? Is there anything? What, do you got a vice presently that's kind of like when I go into kind of a? There was a time when I was also addicted to exercise. I think I used to just drive myself like crazy, man. You know, I, I would just absolutely insist on in training, no matter how shitty I felt. You know, I just force myself as if it was some kind of virtuous act. Now I realize how just incredibly insane that is. You know, any exercise over the minimum required is pretty much overtraining. You know, mm. you, rather than trying to find how much your body can stand, why not find out the minimum effective dose? You know, in most cases, it's really not that much exercise that you need. Now. That being said, I do. I could easily lead a sedentary life because you know I don't work a nine to five job like most people. I can get up when I want. I can go to bed when I want. That being said, I'm usually in bed by like eight or nine o'clock, and I usually get up between five thirty and six every day. Cool. It's just because I like. That's the natural cycle of the universe, you know. Go to bed with the sun, get up with the sun. Uh, it, it it just feels feels better physically just to to sleep like that. And I do maintain like a very strict dietary discipline because if I don't, I feel like shit. You know, if I overeat, uh, if, if I miscombine my foods, I, I pay the price, especially as you get older, you start to pay the price even faster. So you feel really crappy. There's a lot of sins you can get away with when you're, when you're a kid, you also find your recovery doesn't, it's not as quick as it, as it used to be. It takes a lot longer to recover from heavy exertions and so forth. So I'm very sparing with the exercise. I still do it, but sparingly. Uh, I'm very sparse with the diet because I feel better. I feel physically and mentally and emotionally better. Hmm. And uh, I'm very, very strict with my, my, my bedtime and, and, and my rest. Because if I want to do things, if I want to be able to... Uh, uh, you know, still maintain this physical animal, i got to respect its its limitations and not always be pushing the edge. And I used to always be pushing the edge when I, when I was younger. And so, you know, I, I, I've actually suffered some debilities as a result of that. Yeah. Some joint joint problems and, and so forth. I, I pretty much screwed up my right shoulder. Uh, I can still do a lot of stuff, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm somewhat limited with the with the right shoulder because of just silly bugger kettlebell bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know you're going from. Um, so we're we're about running out of time, which is sad. But uh, something I I think it's so cool that you, when you put yourself in a traveling situation like that, it's taking whatever all the practices that you would have had maybe easily accessed and like the home base that you've created, the sacred the sacred sanctuary. And now it's almost, it's like challenging you to, okay, can I maintain this? Because you obviously maintain a really high level of, of health and, you know, mental, mental, physical, all those healths. What about, do you have any kind of like sleeping ceremonies or kind of like, how do you protect that? How do you, what's, what's that look like for you? I'm just very careful not to get myself too wired up before sleep. 
you know. Uh, a lot of times uh, I like to read uh, on my Kindle. Yeah. Uh, I use that special uh, – you know, I, I, I have this uh, app where it cuts out the blue light that gets your, 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 uh, that creates wakefulness. Yeah. So my iPad switches over to a low level light that helps cause eye fatigue, which helps me drop off and, and, and fall asleep. Occasionally I'll watch like uh, comedy or something upbeat, you know, on the iPad maybe uh, before bed, but also with that, with that yellow light instead of the, the, the blue light. Um, I'm just I just make sure I'm in bed early. That's all. Yeah. I don't answer any emails, no correspondence, no reading of the news, nothing stimulating like that. Uh, I uh, I make sure I sleep in a very darkened room. Uh, I carry duct tape with me and I put it over all those little LED lights, yeah. uh, or I'll put towels over stuff, uh, you know, because. Smoke alarms and telephones and clock radios and all these hotels and all that kind of stuff. So I cover up. But uh, see, when you travel like me, you're putting it all on the line. You see, I have no safety cushion. I have no safety valve. You got to have a lot of faith and you got to really walk your talk because I'm basically in foreign countries where I don't even speak the language. Sometimes I'm in places that are semi hostile to Americans. And I am very uh, – you have to have a lot of faith. You have to, you have, to have, have a belief in something higher than yourself that everything will always be okay. I'm going to be taking a huge tour of mainland China. I'm going to be going deep in the interior this year. You know, uh, I'll be in two major cities, Beijing and Shanghai, but I'm going to be in Guangzhou, and I forget the, I forget the name of the other city. Uh, I don't even I don't even know my own schedule. I have a I, I travel with uh, my my girlfriend Teresa. She's my assistant. She's my life companion. Mm. We travel everywhere together. She takes care of all the travel arrangements and hotel bookings. She's an absolute genius with that stuff, man. Unbelievable. And there's a real talent to that, you know. Yeah. Booking trips and making um, flight preparations and getting the best seat and getting the best deals, you know. A lot of times I'm flying and staying in hotels on points because I use credit cards that give me points. And a lot of times I'll actually stay free using those, those points. I'll, f I'll fly, you know, like business class or occasionally first class free because of points. So, you know, I accumulate thousands of miles and she takes care of all that. That's almost like a full time job. But you, uh, yeah, you got you. You can't you can't be a fearful person and do what I do, living on the road, basically out of one bag, you know. Right. Yeah. You got to you got to you you know, but I also keep myself sharp. I don't give in to like I say pleasure senses and materialism, and so forth. I I just you know I I just enjoy. Real simple pleasures, you know, sort of like living the ordinary life in, in an extraordinary way. Sure. Yeah, it's when you when you in a situation that you've put you volunteered to put yourself into, it's it's challenging to become materially fat, you know, which I think is is analogous with emotionally fat, mentally fat and, you know, physically possibly as well. I think it's all they're all playing off of each other. It's called the accumulation mindset. Right. You accumulate. Yeah. You accumulate. Your house is full of stuff you don't use. Your closets are full of clothes you don't wear. Right. Your 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 shoe your shoe wardrobe has dozens of shoes that you've never used. You have TVs in every room. You have furniture. You have so much crap that you have to jam the attic with it and the garage with it. And then you run out of room in the attic and the garage, and you have to go get a storage unit. Mm -hmm. And then you keep shit that your parents had and me, ma and and Grandma Memma and, and Aunt Millie because, you know, you're just holding on to this stuff. It's like, it's yeah. insane, right? Yeah. And none of it's going to matter. In the end, it's not going to matter. You're not going to care about it. Yeah. You're not. Better just to get rid of all that stuff and get yourself free because that, that kind of accumulation mindset, it actually causes you to hold on fat in your body because the, the same mindset that makes you physically fat is the same mindset that accumulates and holds on to this stuff. So when you cleanse and purge yourself of the one, it's almost miraculous how easy all of a sudden it is just to lose those unwanted pounds and to get yourself light. 
And it's not just about the look, you know. A lot of people are just training for the look, you know, the buns of steel, the six-pack abs, the baseball biceps. It's all about, you know, feeling good, man. You want to feel good. You don't want to be in pain. You don't want to go into those last years of your animal life in pain and suffering and hobbled. And a lot of people look at that as normal aging. It's not. It's not at all. There's no reason why you can't go skipping and hopping and dancing and jogging right to the day you die. You watch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mark my words. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to bed one night. And I'm just not gonna wake up. That's fine. Yeah. You know. But I'll be doing it. I'll be fine till the day I do die. Now I don't know how long that's going to be. Whether it's tomorrow or it's going to be, you know, 30 years from now. Who knows? But in that time that I'm here, it's going to be good quality, and I'm not going to suffer. Yeah. There's no reason to suffer. You bring that suffering on yourself through those negative mindset and negative belief systems, you know. So I guess you might say I don't believe in aging. I mean, yes, the body dies, but the the stereotypical idea of aging, of being stooped and bent over and Mm -hmm. walking with a walker or stuck in a wheelchair, no, 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 no. And, you know, for all those people that are stuck in that situation, now I'm not making light of them. I'm not making fun of them and so forth. But I am saying that we all put ourselves where we are with our belief system. So, you know, we all have to take responsibility for that. You know, there's no such thing as this thing's just simply happening. But, you know, a lot of times people don't want to hear that because they, 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 you know, being unconsciously aware that they, you know, they, they feel like you're being blamed or, you know, it's a hard thing to hear when, you know, you have stage three cancer or something that maybe it was your belief systems that created that that thing, you know. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't, I feel compassion. You know, I'm not saying that I'm not trying to make people wrong or anything. Yeah. But mind is all important. Every cell of your body is under the direct command of your, of your, your higher consciousness in your mind. Yeah. And you can direct that consciousness to for healing, for health, for wealth, for love, you know, for for any of those things, you can, you have the power within yourself to attract all those all those things and lead a good life while you are on this planet Earth. What will life after death be? I have no clue. I just know that it's as natural as being born. If being born is natural, then death is just as natural. So there's nothing to fear. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the, the, the baggage is why a rich man has about as good a chance of making it to the kingdom of God as a camel does to the eye of a needle. You know, and that's, it's, it's the release of that baggage that allows you to become thin enough, you know, or, or light enough, light to, enough. to make, to make it through, you know? So, well, so thanks so much, man. How, how do people find, find what you're doing and, you know, follow your travels and all that. I just, it's inspiration. Yeah. The website is uh, maxwellsc.com. That's for uh, Maxwell Strength and Conditioning, maxwellsc.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm always posting videos and uh, pictures of where I'm at. Uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. So I would appreciate if your followers would like my Facebook page and follow me on Twitter. And, uh, yeah. Sweet one of these day, uh, one of the, uh, you're up in Oregon, you say? Yes, sir. Yeah, come out, man. I'd love to. I'd be happy to help set something what, up for, for you. What What city is that? Well, I'm in Bend, but you know, Portland's oh, yeah, you know, going to be that's, the bigger place. That's that's a that's a fantastic place. I've read about Bend. It's like the outdoor mecca of yeah. the Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Outside Magazine gives high marks to Bend. If you make it out here, you're cordially invited to uh, stay at my teepee. It's uh, awesome. Man. Yeah, I got a beautiful view of the river and all that stuff. I just got a paddleboard yesterday, so you can you can have it. <laughs> I, 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 I actually I actually lived in a uh, teepee for one year. Yes, I've I've lived in a teepee for four back months in now. back back in the seventies. Yeah, it's in the awesome. Seventies, I I just like a little little uh, Indian teepee trip. It was pretty pretty Dude, pretty awesome. It's you it never really, really great. you never sleep better than when you're in a teepee, and coitus reservatus is much better in a teepee as well. <laughs> you know, it's ironic because I had 
at that time when I was doing the TP thing, uh, it was just after uh, my first divorce. Really? <laughs> I, I was one of those guys that should never be married. Yeah, but I, but I, but I went out and got married three times. Ended up in three divorces. And it just wasn't cut out for it. I, I wasn't like uh, a homebody, you know. Yeah. It was never meant just to. But uh, when I was living in that teepee, I never had so many young women that were interested in that lifestyle. It's, I had no it's money. I was just some some <laughs> some crappy part time job working for a, 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 a landscape guy you know digging trees all day yeah. and sleeping in this teepee i was riding my bicycle for transportation i had like one foot locker with some stuff in it pretty much now you know <laughs> uh it's just interesting how things come full cycle you know i've, I've had a couple evolutions a couple cycles of like the nomad uh super minimalist kind of guy you know right yeah, yeah. For for if uh, you know, younger folks or anybody is looking to have like more success with uh, their sexuality, I would highly recommend buying a teepee. <laughs> yeah, in, man. yeah, or or a yurt. <laughs> or a yurt, yurt either. <laughs> Yurts are pretty badass, man. Oh, you know, I was just in uh, Manchester. It's kind of like the center for these little river boats. People live in these little boats, uh, canal boats. They're the coolest thing I ever saw. It's like a little RV, and you and there's like over 2,000 miles of canal way that you can cruise up and down here in the UK. Cool. And a lot of people retire and live in these kick-ass little boats. They're just the most comfy, cozy little things. And, you know, they, they have like little stoves, little gas stoves, uh, uh, you know, uh, hot water. They have little uh, marine cassette toilets. Uh, the, a lot of people have them all decked out with uh, – solar panels so you're completely off the grid you have your electricity uh these really cool little uh stoves to keep it nice and toasty and you can just basically live in these canals and cruise around and there'll be like uh marinas at different points where you can kind of hook in and get uh, water supply i i loved it I, I have a friend of mine who was a yoga instructor who invited me and uh, he left me drive his boat around the canal there just outside of uh liverpool manchester mm -hmm. my god that's another thing that uh, I'm looking strongly at, maybe for the future. Cool, man. Yeah, if you retire a little uh, canal boat. If you do want to make it out to the northwest, um, there's a guy you might know called Ryan Clark. He owns a jiu-jitsu school in in Bend here. I'm not sure. He's he's just been around for a long time. But you guys, you you guys would get along really well, and I know he'd be more than happy to set up a a uh, whatever you call it class. Hey, man, course. let's do it, man. Tell cool. Ryan. Yeah, Tell, uh, sweet. I'll talk yeah, to him. We'll, we'll set it up, man. Cool, brother. All, All right. right. Ciao. Aloha. See you. Yeah, Bye see now. you. Brother. Align Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I greatly appreciate your comments and your shares in iTunes. They determine the ranking and the visibility of the show, and they make me smile. So I look forward to reading those guys. Be sure to check out the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you can find my blog. You can find this podcast, more information about the topics and the, and the uh, guests that we've had on the show. You can find hundreds of absolutely free instructional videos on self-care, functional movement, how to get strong, how to get fast, how to get exactly what you want out of your body as well. Be sure to check out the self-care kit where it is as small enough to fit underneath the seat in your car. And it's like a physical therapist and a massage therapist all wrapped up into one package. I know you guys are going to love the website. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. And I look forward to hearing your comments. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one, and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.